Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Isabella, welcome to the cave. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be uh, here. Exciting times, you know. Uh, we uh, DM'd each other on uh, Instagram to get you on the show. And this is great. You know, listen to viewers, get tuned in, can see you on Fatal Attraction. Uh, I was right before we got on the air. I mentioned how I've seen the whole series so far. You know, no spoilers or anything, but what a great series. Uh, what's your thoughts on all this going into this? I mean, it's very exciting. I was I was so over the moon to be a part of this project. I think it's really, really wonderful what Alex Cunningham has done with it. You know, anytime I tell people about the show, I always make sure to say that it's a retelling because it isn't it isn't the same story, you know? It's it's a different look into the characters and their motivations and what happened and it gives you so many different perspectives that uh, the movie didn't, you know, back in the 80s. And I think that's what what really makes it interesting and what's grabbing a hold of, you know, the modern audience, which is, which is pretty cool. So, so yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to jump more into uh, into the series in a few minutes, but uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you, you know, uh, actor in the industry, a journey getting into this uh what made you get into the acting world? I saw something online about how I used to play with the video camera, your parents, when you were young. Yeah, yeah. So I, I decided that I wanted to be an actor when I was three years old. Um, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean with my family. And I think that was around the time when I started conceptualizing that the thing that I was already doing, which was just like performance <laughs> for yeah. my friends, for my family, was something that I could actually pursue in life. And I was just looking up at the screen and, and seeing how much fun they were having. And I just, I, it was like a instant gut, like soul reaction that I had to do it. And so I begged and begged and begged my parents for years <laughs> to, uh, to put me into an acting class. And I'm originally from LA, born and raised. So I was in a very opportune place to mm. pursue that career. And so when I was six years old, they were, they sat me down and they said, okay, if you're very serious about this, we will put you into an acting class. You have to stick with it for a year. And if you stick with it for a year and you still want to do it and your acting teacher says that you can do it, then we'll help you start working professionally. So I did that and I started professionally working when I was seven. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You ever had any, uh, any thoughts? Like uh, how long did you, cause you said you started at six years old, obviously, you know, you went through school and college and everything. Uh, were there ever thoughts about, okay, if you don't make it or anything, any backup plans to still work in the industry somehow? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of what I wanted to do, it was always just an addition to acting. I never had any sort of plan B to to my father's chagrin because he was very much so like, you should make sure that you have a plan B, plan C and plan D. And I'm just like, that's just not how I live my life. Um, but <laughs> so fortunately it has been, you know, working out for me. I'm also very interested in directing and in writing. Uh, and I have a fascination with actually psychology and astrology. I'm a bit of an astrology nerd. Um, so I would love to do something with that later on in my life. But I always knew that 
uh, acting was going to be the backbone of my career and was going to be a uh, a long pursuit in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you feel like so far in your young career is like your biggest accomplishment? So I graduated from Carnegie Mellon, uh, where I got my BFA in drama. I majored in acting there, and that was um, that was a really wonderful experience. I think it's it's interesting because throughout my career as a child, I worked mainly in commercial and print, and I did a few uh, films and, and short films and everything. But now after I have since graduated conservatory, my career is, is picking up more, which is really exciting. I think in, in an interesting way, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to do specifically with my career, but just making the decision to go to college and get go to conservatory and, and get training also fundamentally changed me as a person and I learned many lessons about myself and about life and about people from leaving home and I think that has just been a game changer in in terms of how I approach my work and how I approach my life and myself and so I think that has been something that I've been congratulating myself about because I I feel like I'm fully coming into the person that I am meant to be and that will only help me in in all regards of my life Mm. that's it that makes sense if that's okay as as an actor though like uh to make your craft even better what do you do I I'm a huge TV and film watcher. I probably I watch so much TV, specifically TV. I'm just always studying. I always I have like the most fun homework, you mm. know? I just yeah. get to watch people work. And so I love watching TV. I love picking up on on certain um acting techniques that I can tell actors are doing. I love uh watching interviews of, of some of my, you know, favorite actors or some of my favorite just artists and creators. And going to a conservatory style training introduced me to a lot of technique-based work. And so now I have incorporated that into how I approach characters and how I view people, you know? And so, and also just observing myself and other people in, in day-to-day life, you know? At the end of the day, I'm I'm portraying human beings, you know? Mm. Unless I'm gonna play like an alien or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at one point. But like for most of it, I, I am portraying human beings. And so it really is just observing people's little tics and quirks and, and things that, you know, make them them and make them distinct human beings. And so to just, observe that in in day-to-day life and sort of you know keep that in my back pocket if I ever have a character that's sort of like them I can just like pull that pull from that you know you mentioned tv what's your go-to tv show these days that you've been binging or even like an old show that you can always leave it on in the background so so <laughs> so I mean I have, a, I have a bunch of those new girl is something that I can re-watch over and okay. over and yeah. over again I love New Girl. In terms of um, my favorite, favorite TV shows that I recommend to everybody, one of them is called Kidding. It was on Showtime. Okay, uh, with Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous show. Broke my heart into a million pieces, but one of, was one of the most original 
uh, pieces of work that I had seen in such a long time. And I was so mm. upset that I only had two seasons. And now I think Showtime has removed it from their app, which is deeply unfortunate. But I just thought that that show, it's its so underrated. I, I It needs so much love and deserves so much love. And it has such a stellar cast, you know? And then one of my favorite comedies that I, I discovered with my boyfriend when we were stuck inside during the pandemic was uh, Toast of London, created and starring Matt Berry, who is just a comedic genius and we laughed there were there were parts of of the the tv series where we had to literally pause because we were dying rolling on the floor of laughter um so in terms of recommendations that's what i always give to people obviously succession mm. i'm there. I, it's like my my uh my sunday lineup is fatal attraction uh succession and berry and so that it's like it's a nice little sunday fun day to for tv so would you ever want to do a sitcom if you get your hands on one of those i would i love comedy i really truly i respect comedians so much i think it is so hard to pull off comedy you know you have to have such a wonderful uh inner clock to, to figure out the timing, the beats, to be able to do improv and make it smooth and clean. And so I always love seeing when comedians go from, you know, uh, go from lighthearted comedies to dramas. Yeah. Because, yeah, this this does make sense. They're already doing something that is is incredibly tough to pull off, you know, because if you're not getting the laughs, then it's just not working. Right. Um, so I would love to. I would love to dip my toe into comedy. I would love to dip my toe into anything and everything. That's why I, I appreciate and love acting so much because mm. I feel like the choices and the possibilities are endless, which is very exciting. Any uh, any dream roles that you kind of hope you get your hands on? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I would love to be in White Lotus. I feel like every actor in the <laughs> world would love to be in White Lotus. Uh, one of I always tell people that when I'm uh, a little bit older, I would love to play Jessica Walter-like character Lucille Bluth um, mm. from from Arrested Development. That is just a character that lives deep within inside of my soul, <laughs> and so something like that would be really fun. I have always dreamed on, uh, of being on a HBO miniseries. I love miniseries. I think it's the perfect amount of time to really get into a character and, and deepen a character, and then you can just sort of let it go. So uh, any dramatic HBO miniseries, you know, Sharp Objects was yeah. incredible. Something along the lines of that, I would say. Yeah. So that's great. Let's jump into Fatal Attraction. Then uh, yeah, we mentioned earlier, mentioned earlier, you know, it was uh, you know, reimagining it of an '80s movie. Any pressure joining a movie to series type of show? Like, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just especially because of how iconic it is, you know. Yeah. And I didn't, yeah, I'm I'm born in, in 2000, so obviously not around for when the film came out, but it still rang through the decades, you know. I. <clears throat> 
obviously heard of it and seen clips from it and the bunny and and Glenn Close's hair and the white outfit and all of that was just so iconic. But one thing that I I was able to use to ground me was that Stella, the character that I play on Fatal, she's new. You know, right. you're just being introduced to her. She is a part of a timeline that is new to the world of Fatal Attraction. And so in terms of playing her, I, I you know, I wasn't playing any sort of iconic character. I got to make her mine. I got to, yeah, yeah, just discover her. And so that was really nice in terms of the freedom that I had there. But yeah, I think, but all in all, I, I think, uh, Alex Cunningham really, really did a wonderful job with the show and, mm. and made it our own. Yeah. Did you originally go in for this character? <clears throat> so I, I originally, I actually auditioned for Ellen okay. way back, uh, maybe February, March, something, something around that. And then, uh, Alyssa Durrells, who I, I'm so lucky and thankful to call one of my closest friends now, like it kills the role of Ellen. And I am always astounded to see how similar she looks to both Amanda Pete and Joshua Jackson. Like <clears throat> it's, it's uncanny, truly. And so the second time I was brought in uh, and around June, I think, to to audition for Stella, and since then, uh, yeah, then the rest is history. What kind of what kind of like a description were you given for Stella after you like booked the role? Stella is, I think she is, she's funky, she's outgoing, she's bright, she's very warm and welcoming. When I was reading the character, I saw her as the color orange. <clears throat> um, Sometimes I like to attribute different colors to the different characters that I read for or play. And she felt like a very orange person to me, as I said, just very warm and inviting, but bright and sort of loud. And she can have a little bit of like a bite to her because of the red that's mixed in with the yellow. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's how I would describe her. What's great about this series too is I like each character has like its own little story also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How would, you, how would you describe like Stella's story like throughout the season? Stella's story, I, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> um, you see how her relationship develops with Ellen in a very, very interesting way that I, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that is one of the key parts of, of Stella and Stella's journey throughout the season. And sort of how she, she uses her bright and warm personality to her advantage in some ways. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and how she uses that uh, over certain characters and certain situations. You know, I, I do think she, even if she may come off as a little trusting or naive or anything, she's a very smart girl. I think at the end of the day, she is smart. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, And you could tell she wants to be friends with Ellen. Oh, yeah. I, I, she I is really, you know, interested and becomes attached to Ellen. And I think... Honestly, the relationship that they have is is very 
beautiful in in some ways. Uh, it it was just great throughout the filming of the season to talk with Alyssa Jarrells about our characters and our relationship, yeah. how it develops, and we would get together outside of filming to rehearse or to sit down and, and break down the scenes to do some like Meisner exercises. Yeah. We really got to get underneath the relationship, you know, mm. that I think is, yeah, it's very interesting once it sort of flowers, booms, yeah. I know, I know. We, you don't, we don't want to talk spoilers and everything. But when you were reading the scripts throughout the season, especially with your character, what was going through your mind? I was definitely trying to figure. I was like, "Where is this going? What has happened?" Because there were two. There were like a few different avenues where I was like, "This could go down," you know. Yeah. Especially when I read episode five, which is coming out um, this upcoming Sunday that I I was I was like this is interesting information you know like what could potentially happen here what does this mean for for my character uh so I was I was definitely like when is the next script coming when is the next script coming and then when it came to episode eight both Alyssa and I were like waiting in anticipation to see to see what was going to be on those pages yeah what you, what's your thoughts on Lizzie Kaplan's performance so far Oh, she's wonderful. Lizzie's so dope. I, I think she is so great. And I love that we get to see more and more of her perspective mm. because I I heard her speak in one of her interviews, you know, like at the end of the day, she is still, Alex Forrest is still a, a villain, you know, yeah. but she's a human being. Yeah. And so I really see the humanity of Alex Forrest through the writing, through Kaplan's performance. It's, I I think it's really wonderful what she's doing and she's making it completely her own. Oh, oh yeah. You know, kudos to her because obviously, as I've been saying, as we've all been saying, it's an iconic role, but this is, this is her Alex Forrest and it is sitting so beautifully in her, mm -hmm. you know? What's been uh, like your friends or family's reaction so far watching the series or watching you? They have really enjoyed it. They they're texting me being like I want to see more. What's happening? You know, I want to know what's going on. And I think as we get into uh episodes 5 and 6, you'll see a little bit more of Stella um as it will continue, but they're they're very excited and they're really into the show and it it makes me happy. It warms my heart. Cause they're like, you know, watching it for you, but like also watching it because I want to see what happens. So I'm like, right. okay, good, great. <laughs> That's what Speak we want. Right. Speaking of watching you on the show, what do you hope the audience remembers mostly about your performance? Ooh, interesting question. I, I hope, honestly, I hope they have watching, watching the show throughout, like leading up to the, the finale, I hope they have sort of almost mixed feelings in, mm. in an interesting way. Trying to sort of figure out who I am and what my motivation is behind, you know, some of the things that I that I do and that I say. Because uh, that's sort of how I felt when I was reading it. Yeah. And 
you know, as, as we got to the finale, everything sort of came together and made more sense. And as we got to, you know, I, I, uh, episode six and seven and eight, I, things sort of started to add up. But yeah, yeah, I hope they have mixed feelings and then I hope it makes sense at the end. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And who knows, if we see a season two, maybe we'll see you back on. for. Season I know, two. I know. That would be very interesting. I think it's a storyline worth continuing. So Definitely, definitely. Well, what's yeah. next for you now? Any other projects you'll have to tell us that you're about to work on? Or Yeah, yeah. So I was on an episode of Apple TV's upcoming show, Sugar. Uh, I do not believe that we have a release date for that yet, but that is on the horizon. I was also in an episode of uh, season four of Evil, which same thing on the horizon. And then some projects that are in the air right now that I can't necessarily talk about, but that's really exciting to me. So hopefully I'll get to speak about them soon. Amazing. Isabel, how can the viewers and listeners find you on social media to keep up with you? So my <laughs> my Instagram is Bila Bridges. Uh, but if you just look up my name, Isabella Briggs, you should be able to find me. My profile picture is a picture of me when I was like six, I think. <laughs> six. I have like paint on my face and I look uh, very bad for whatever reason. Yeah. That was my profile picture. So yeah, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. And you have a great quote on there too, former child. Yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, that is my that is my bio. Former child. <laughs> yeah, uh, Isabella, uh, I want to thank you uh, for giving me giving me a few minutes today. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was wonderful. So happy to. Talk. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.